Welcome to the Circle of Birth podcast. I'm your host and advocate, Ali Kranz. These podcasts are here to gather stories, people and information to better our understanding of the wisdom of birth and how we can reclaim our connections to birth from conception and beyond. You will hear stories not only from Australia but from all over the world, bringing together women, partners, midwives, doulas and all the people that have a birth story to share. So jump right in for this next Circle of Birth story. episode 23 and I'm really excited to start a little series that I'd like to call Birth Around the World. I'm hoping to interview as many people from as many different countries as possible to get an idea of what the birth system is like in these various countries. So this uh, show we are looking at Holland and we are talking to the lovely Yvonne And she talks about her job in postpartum care as well as birth. And then she'll share her birth story at the end of it. Very interesting episode, a good insight into the care programs and the type of uh, options available in Holland and especially a good insight into her job. It sounds like something really important offering the postpartum care for, uh, for women and their families. Okay, enjoy. Hi, Yvonne. Uh, Welcome so much. Thank you for joining us on the Circle of Birth podcast. Um, I'm really glad that you could make the time. I think it's about 11 p.m. or 10.30 at night over there in Holland uh, where you are. So I am just honoured to have you. And I chased you down. Well, I I, (laughs) I didn't chase you down. (laughs) I... Uh, found you through some, I think it was some comments and you were talking about the system in Holland. So I've been dying to talk to someone over there and um, I would love to hear your journey and I know we were trying to figure out the English term for the work that you do and perhaps we can kick into that and you can describe what work you do with birth and postpartum and um, we can talk about that and then your birth story. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad to give you uh, to have this conversation with you and uh, let you know how everything goes here in the bird world. Thank you. So uh, uh, now I started this job that I'm doing eight and a half years ago almost. Um, uh, what I do is I when a woman is pregnant here. Um, they have the choice to deliver by gynecologist or by midwife. And um, um, by midwife, they can also choose to do it in the hospital or at home. Um, there's that, a lot of... Is that the same with the gynecologist too or with the gynecologist? No, with the gynecologist, no, with the gynecologist is only in the hospital. Oh, hospital, okay. Uh, yeah, and it's... Uh, it's a shame because uh, at this point there's a lot of discussion here in Holland where women should deliver. Um, gynecologists want all women to go to the hospital and the midwives are fighting to keep their job and keep the women out of the hospital if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um me, myself, I'm also a person who thinks that a woman should deliver where she wants uh, if it's med- medically uh, possible, so if something's wrong with the baby or something, or you know someone, yeah, then it would be good to go to the hospital. But on yeah, on the other hand, maybe just nice to do it at home. I've seen enough home births 
um, during the time I work. Uh, I have the possibility that when a woman goes into labor, uh, uh, they call me to assist in the hospital or at home. Um, so then I can help the midwife uh, set everything up, help the women uh, with breathing and pushing the baby. And uh, I even got the chance uh, in September to deliver the first child myself uh, by help from a midwife. Is that because the midwife didn't turn up in time? No, no, she was she was there, but uh, I had been working with her for several times now. And a colleague of hers said to me almost two years ago, next time I got you for a delivery, uh, I want you to take the baby. And without them knowing it, she just trusted me and everything went well during delivery that she just at the last moment, she said to me, uh, come here, put your hands and take the baby. How did that feel? Even now that I talk about it, it still gives me a warm feeling inside because, yeah, um, it's it's such an amazing thing to do to hold that that life that's coming out um, and helping it, getting out and giving it to the mother. Um, Yeah. there, there, yeah. And so you're trained by the company that you work for to offer this support to women. Yeah, as soon as they uh, delivered and they get out of the hospital or when they're home, then um, I come to their houses for seven or eight days, um, uh, eight hours a day, uh, and I come to help them. Um, teach them how to take care of the baby, um, support with uh, other children, if there are uh, older children in the house, um, housekeeping, um, laundry, uh, making dinner, um, everything that, uh, what, that they need. Uh, priority is, is mother and child. Um, but next to that, we'll try and help them and give them the chance to, um, yeah, just relax and uh, get to know their baby and they don't have to take care of anything else. Wow. Um, that so, sounds like bliss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, the, I've done many things before I started started this job. Um, I worked with elderly, I worked with handicapped people. Um, I even been into the military, but this is yeah this is it this is this is this is amazing and unfortunately it's not always fun things um i also had the i also have worked for people who lost their children um and that's yeah but even for that we're, we're trained we get special courses to help uh with um people who lose children or um they get uh, postpartum depression and stuff like that. Mm. How did you find so, that as uh, being a mother uh, having to face? I know there's a lot of doulas around here in Australia that can opt in and do that type of training mm. um, for, you know, especially for miscarriage or stillbirth. 
Uh, how did you find that with your training and then actually having to face a situation like that? Um, it's quite difficult because they, they can train you for anything, for anything they want, but as soon as you're in that position, um, it's so difficult to know what someone needs. Um, one person needs uh, uh, to talk, um, so you have to be someone who listens. Um, the other person just needs to be left alone and for someone to take over the rest around them so that they just can grieve or uh, have time for themselves. So it's it's yeah it's it's not the most fun part of the of the job. I had a moment that I had a family and they got their second child when I was there, and they had a first one, but the first one was um, died during delivery. Um, mm. And one of the hardest things I noticed then is that they didn't got any time. They don't didn't get any help, so there was so much grief and then there was this new bundle of joy and that was lying there in in his crib but all the attention went to his uh, dead little sister one of the things i do when i'm in a family uh, when there's uh, some some type of trouble uh, mentally or um there's a chance that there's going to be a depression or anything. I'm quite honest. So I, I talk about my concerns. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not always fun to do it, but it helps people better. I can talk around the bush about it, but it doesn't work for people. If there's something wrong, uh, one of the main things I teach them is that um, as long as the baby's life isn't in danger, um, you're not doing anything wrong. You can make choices and afterwards you can think, well, maybe it wasn't the right choice. And then you choose another way, but there are choices. So tell me with your work, do the parents choose you or do they get to interview you before or do they interview no. a whole pile of people, if that makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, um, they subscribe. Uh, during the pregnancy, uh, they subscribe to my um, to my office um, that they're pregnant, and then we know their due date. And um, as soon as they deliver or go to the hospital, they need to call us. And then someone at the office looks well. Who do I have um, for today to send to a family, and who's the closest? Uh, and then me or one of my colleagues gets a phone call and we're sent to a family. So I never know where I go, who am I going to meet, um, what type of people they are, how many, kid, how many kids there are. Um, and it's also always a surprise for the, for the family. Wow. Um, Does that excite they, you sometimes? <laughs> It sometimes excites me, but sometimes it all, it's also a little bit scary yeah. because, um, you know, you don't have, um, you can't have with everybody um, 
that that click that you see each other and you're okay and you know I'm I'm going to be in their houses for several days several hours a day yeah, yeah. so um there has to be a connection. And so um, you have a good relationship with the midwives, so it seems. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And what about the gynecologist? Do they interact with you much? No. Okay. Yeah. No. The the gynecologists here in, in here in Holland are the type of gynecologists that are like um, I've studied. I'm a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's my world. Yeah. Yeah. Is so it a lot still, of male gynecologists, or is there many female? Um, it's you know, no, it's it's half and half. Yeah. Um, but it just it, it's just a little bit of a status, I think. They they just they learned for gynecologist, and they've done several years um, schooling for that. And it, yeah, sometimes I just think it's just like they mean that they're better. Going back to the system, if you were had a healthy pregnancy, if you chose a midwife and you wanted a birth at home, you wouldn't have to pay for the services. However, if you went to the hospital, you would have to pay. Is that right? Um, yeah, it depends on health insurance. Um, actually, all, all, all costs are covered by insurance. Um, the only thing you have to pay here in Holland is um, a certain of amount of um, own risk. At this point, it still doesn't matter if you deliver at home or in the hospital. Insurance pays everything. I know the the, uh, the amount of hospital births at this moment are quite are bigger than the, the home birth. Mm -hmm. And that's because um, women are being, um, they're scaring the women. Uh, that home births aren't good. Yeah. Okay. So that there's too much things going wrong yeah. during home births. Um, so a lot of women choose to do the birth um, in the hospital. Um, and it's also that uh, the gynecologists, uh, as soon as medically some re there's medically some reason that you have to go to a gynecologist. Um, if it's possible, he makes uh, the gynecologist makes sure that you stay in the hospital. Ah, okay. Very so similar to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> we we're we're probably one step worse. Where the midwives are nearly being pushed out of home births. So um, they're trying that they're, they're trying to do the same thing here. Yeah. Where, so if you wanted they, a home birth in Australia, there's no insurance that covers it. So you'd have oh. to pay seven and a half thousand Australian, which would probably be about um, four thousand euro, perhaps. Out, out just of your own money. <laughs> yeah, just for uh -huh. a home birth. <laughs> if you if if you don't help the families just by teaching them just little basic things, you know, it's uh, for example, a baby cries. And uh, a baby cries for a reason. Um, but if you don't know what that reason is, uh, then uh, and a baby cries a lot, then it can get on your nerves. Mm. But if just someone's in the house and just explains to you, well, a baby is crying now because it has a dirty diaper or needs something to eat or 
there's too much sounds around them or anything. Um, people, they, they get less stressed. A baby gets less stressed. Um, it's a more uh, happy and healthy environment for everyone. Definitely. Um, yeah, and they, they forget that because uh, what what the, the government in Holland here forgets is that in Holland, um, we're uh, in the top five uh, with also with America in, in the highest rates of child abuse. Right. And do, have they made any correlation with that? Um, it's just that... People don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> People just basically don't know what they're doing. And sometimes you see um, having a baby as a necessary thing, a necessary step in life. You know, okay, I'm at this age, I'm married, I've got a house, and now I need a kid. And um, that when a baby is born, that a baby needs to be quiet. Do, do women get maternity leave in Holland and how does that yeah. work? Um, we get uh, about 16 weeks of maternity leave. Uh, depends on your uh, job and how you're feeling. Um, you can stop four weeks before delivery or six weeks. Uh, and then you have... Uh, in a total, you have 16 weeks. Um, uh, if you're lucky, if the baby comes later, so if you go past your due date, then you get those days or maybe a week you get extra. Uh, so that's uh, so. That's do a, most that's women go like? Do they get a year off without pay as well? No, uh, no. So no. yeah, you, you can get you can get. Uh, um, uh, parent leave, uh, so you can choose to uh, um, take some uh, absence or work less every month. Um, so there is a possibility to take care for your child a little bit uh, without pay, uh, but n we normally don't use that because it's yeah. Right. And what do what most women do? Do they go back to work? soon or do they continue you know being home with the children um, most of them they uh, after 16 weeks uh, when when the maternity leave is over uh, most of them go back to work um, but most of them usually choose to, to work less yeah uh, so it's here it's quite normal now that when you're uh, there's a mommy day and a daddy day. How about we kick into your story and your birth yeah. journey coming into motherhood with your son, who's two and a half now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go through your pregnancy and just your birth and how that went for you coming from a woman into a mother? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was quite exciting because we weren't actually planning getting pregnant. Um, so at, at a certain point in, uh, 2013, I, uh, I found out I was pregnant. Uh, we were quite surprised because we were still, uh, renovating a house that we just bought. So it was 
quite exciting. Um, I had uh, a lot of trouble during the first 14 weeks, got a lot of nauseating. Um, uh, one of the, the things I uh, truly was truly blessed with was that I have been able to sleep uh, very nicely all, the whole nine months. So that there's a lot of women who wish they could do that, but I just slept on my back for nine months without any help, just go lie into the bed. And so I hope future pregnancies that I'm blessed as well. Um, the only problem I had during pregnancy is that um, I've got uh, Crohn's disease. Um, that's a problem with my colon. Um, and for that, they had to make, uh, the midwife chose to do an uh, appointment with the gynecologist. Um, she had a conversation with the gynecologist about my medical situation. And he said, well, okay, let her come just for an intake. And she can do all the rest of her pregnancy and delivery with you. But should something happen, then uh, do we already have her... Um, uh, information in the system. So I went to the gynecologist and uh, that's where I got my fight um, because um, for the disease, they that was no problem, but because of my body weight, um, she already uh, put me the stamp on that I had uh, diabetes, pregnancy diabetes. Um, so I had to do uh, several tests and everything and I had to go to um, special diabetes specialist and everything. And it has been a fight until 37 weeks um, that I didn't want to do anything with the gynecologist. Um, I didn't think it was... Uh, for me, I didn't have diabetes. Um, they were talking with 28 weeks, they were saying that I had to deliver around 38 weeks. Um, because if I waited till 40 weeks, my son would be somewhere between four and four and a half kilos. Um, yeah, luckily for me, I, I have a background. Um, medically, I have a background. So um, I could put some things beside me but um, it's one of the things that for me was the hardest that someone else was dictating um, what I needed to do um, because I was feeling okay and my son was doing happy in the belly and yeah he was a little bit bigger but um, it's quite normal his dad is over two meters Wow. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was normal that we weren't going to get a small child. If if I would deliver and I would get a, a three kilo baby and it's only 49 centimeters or something, then something would be wrong. But yeah, I was expecting a big healthy boy. So, um, and just because of uh, my posture um, someone just looked at me and just said well you got diabetes and um, 
without being at uh, a specialist, one of the first things she said to me, well, uh, I make you an appointment at a specialist and it's good if, um, it would be good if he starts you on insulin. So you, so felt, I went to the, so you felt you had to sort of stand up for yourself a lot, I suppose, yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 And I have had been fighting for um, till you know, 36, 37 weeks. Um, but I lost the fight uh, at that moment. Um, because medically they just, they put me on that, they gave me that stamp and it was just like, okay, well, you had, uh, one time your, uh, uh, yeah, uh, your blood sugar was, my blood sugar was one time, uh, 0.1 too high. And just because I had that, uh, there was a medical reason, um, so I had no choice mm. uh, from that moment on. Um, I had to go to the uh, to the hospital. Yeah. But on the other hand, I always said I will deliver in the hospital uh, because my boyfriend is scared of blood. So uh, I decided, well, and he wasn't quite sure if he wanted to be with the delivery because he thought it was very scary. The, the idea was very scary in his head. Uh, so to make it easier on him, I said, well, okay, I'll 39 weeks and five days yeah. uh, when I went into the hospital uh, and in five hours from beginning to end, uh, my uh, everything was over and I had my son. So uh, I was, I was, now, on one hand, I was quite lucky that it went all so fast, but on the other hand, um, at a certain point, I had seven contractions in 10 minutes. Um, at a certain point, I called for the gynecologist and I said, well, guys, you know, if this is how I need to go on for the next several hours, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get through this. Um, but... For some reason, I got two centimeters before I went to into the hospital, just just for free, without feeling anything. Mm. And after they put me on uh, contraction medicine, uh, after a while, I went from two to four, from four to eight, and I can still visualize myself that at a certain point, they uh, the gynecologist came in and they wanted to do something. And I was at eight centimeters and at a certain point I was like, guys, you know, stay away from down there. Just leave me alone. And she asked me, uh, what is it? Is it there's too much pressure? Yeah, well, you can start pushing now. You're at 10 centimeters. And I think I went from eight to 10 in 15 minutes or something. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the weirdest thing at that point was um, uh, mentally changing from being busy several hours, a couple of hours, uh, just getting through the contractions and try to breathe them away. And then just like that, someone says push. Mm. Um, and I've, I've, I've already seen many deliveries at that point and I, somewhere in my head, I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't know how. There was such a big change just going from one thing to the other. Um, 
Yeah. So, so how did the pushing experience go? Was that a long time or did it come out pretty um, quickly? <laughs> no, I think I took about almost an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at the last moment. At the last moment, they need to. Um, they took the scissors and uh, they they cut me down there, uh, and they took um, a special device to pull him out of me. So they were pulling at him, and someone else was pushing on my belly to get him out because I. I didn't have the strength anymore to do it myself, so um, they 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 just needed to help. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, I was actually like, "Well, just leave him in," because I remember that um, it, it was a strange a strange thing what I'm gonna say right now. But at, at a certain point, it was for me it was something like, "Is he coming out the right way?" Because he was, I was thinking he was he, he was coming out somewhere else, and I just wanted to hold him in. Like no, he's coming the wrong way, and um, such a strange feeling. Yeah, I think that's that's truth in in the saying uh, you said. Did um, did had to be the way that it happened. Um, uh, to help me, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, yeah. How did, how think, did you? How did it feel when he came out? I was so relieved. Yeah. Oh, I was. I, I was. I was very happy that everything was over. Um, so uh, a lot of pressure just went off me, and I was like, "Okay, it's done, finished." Um, unfortunately, at that point, um, I got medication during the delivery uh, some type of uh, morphine syringe yeah here in Holland you can I don't know if that's what you uh, yeah. in Australia you have choice yeah. between the epidural and a morphine syringe um, so I chose for that um, but he got born uh, within the hours that it takes time to get out of the system so he had a little bit of breathing problem um, when he got out so I remember that he got out and I was happy that it was over and um, the doctor took him and they went with him to uh, uh, the children's department um, and my boyfriend I just said to him okay you go with him and take care of him and make sure that later on I uh, he has the right name tag. <laughs> it's very handy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just make sure that we got the right. We will get the right one home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's. Um, it was necessary, but I think it's yeah. I I can't remember um, my first glimpse of him. And that's one of the things that I miss, is that um, I, I, I go from the heavy delivery to him being out and then saying uh, goodbye to him um, because he needed to go 
and they needed to put him in, into a warm uh, into a warm bed and and help him with his breathing. And how long till you got to reconnect with him again? Um, I think it was about an hour and a half uh, because they needed to stitch me up and then I got a shower and then after the shower I the, the nurse asked me um, what you want to do you want to lie on the bed or you want to walk um, to your to, to your room and I just very brave said no nah, I feel well I'll walk to the other room I think I took five steps and then I said to her hold the bed <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I um, I mistook my uh, my adrenaline. Yeah, uh, I thought I had too much adrenaline in my in my, in my life in my body. Mm. Um, so when I went to the room, I just had a little bit of time for myself, and then at a certain point, my boyfriend came back, and he um, he gave our son his first bottle uh, within that time. Um, and I just was like, you know, I want to go see him, um, because, you know, just, yeah, okay, I'm ready, just bring me, and, um, so after, after I think an hour and a half or two hours after delivery, I just finally got to see him, and, yeah, and then it's also a little bit difficult because he's lying then in a bed with a lot of cables to his body uh, to check his vital signs and everything. And the only thing you can do at that point is just look at him and just um, uh, rub his, his cheek or anything uh, or hold his hand. At a certain point, the nurse came and it was like, well, okay, uh, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, temperature's okay. It wasn't wasn't quite stable, but because of the fact of my job, um, it was more like, okay, you know, you know what you're doing. So we trust that you can just take him home and uh, take care of him. Mm. Uh, Did they help with breastfeeding and maybe if you could touch quickly on how that um, if there's a lot of breastfeeding support in Holland too? Yeah. Um, me, myself, I haven't breastfed. Um, uh, I chose not to breastfeed um, just for... Uh, I know what type of person I am. Um, I need structure and I need to know what's going to happen. Um, and... Uh, my son was a was a very hungry baby boy, so afterwards I'm quite happy I didn't choose that path. But um, I think about 75% of the women here in Holland uh, choose uh, to start with breastfeeding. Uh, but it's just around 35-40% of the women that succeed, unfortunately. Um, we have in the hospital, we have a special... Uh, uh, the nurses are a little bit trained uh, in helping with the breastfeeding, but uh, they don't actually have the time to really help them. Um, so unfortunately, what I see is that a lot of people come home and then I have to restore the damage that has happened in the hospital. So you, um, in the work that you do, you're trained to help them with that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
uh, we we especially have a breastfeeding uh, certific- certificate, um, and uh, I help them with the right way putting the baby to the breast, uh, um, how to uh, feed on demand, uh, what to look for, how many pee diapers, poo diapers. Um, how does a baby correctly take the nipple? Uh, what to do during the days that um, we call that uh, on the fourth of fourth and fifth day? We call that the Lola Lola Ferrari days <laughs> when you have the the big bo- the big full boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we help them with that, and then we also prepare them well. Uh, what um, later on? What can you do? Um, Did you get support? Um, when you got home from yeah. your work, yeah, yeah, I got one of my um, my colleagues um, who's uh, actually also my best friend. Oh, awesome! Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she came. Uh, she came and helped us. So, uh, but yeah, for me, it's, that that felt quite felt quite well. Um, uh, for her, she didn't need to teach me anything. Uh, I knew basically all the basics, um, but it was there. easy. To, yeah, just for her being there, and especially after the first night, uh, first night had been rough. Um, he had been crying a lot, and uh, unfortunately had uh, a little bit of a breathing problem during the night. Um, he started screaming, and he had a little bit of trouble of cramps. But at a certain point, he was loudly screaming and he just stopped just in the middle of a cry. And he um, it was quiet. So I just jumped out of bed and I was in his room in two seconds. Um, and he was just lying there, n- not responding. Um, and I just took him and everything was okay. For me, it felt like minutes, but it probably just was a minute or so, maybe less. But um, just, yeah, after that rough night, I just felt quite at ease that someone I trust was in the house that I can say in the morning, well, this is my boyfriend, this is my son. You take care of them and I'm going get some sleep and get some rest for the next night. Um, so that that's, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Feels so good to have someone who just helps you and, and yeah, I, I, I finally experienced that the, the, the thing that I give to women when I go help them. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is <laughs> wonderful too, because then yeah. you know that feeling that they get from it. That's just wonderful. Look, thank you so much, Yvonne, for sharing such insights. Um, I, I think we tend to sort of forget that worldwide um, we have similar things that we're facing with birth and pregnancy um, and support and I just think the work that you're doing is amazing and so important and I hope that it continues to get supported you're welcome yeah. uh, I hope I, I hope I hope I can do this job uh, till I'm uh, 65 so uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you ever have any notions to want to study midwifery or become a midwife or you're completely happy? yeah 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 
yeah, I've, uh, um, I've thought about it, but um, I'm a person who needs her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like my job, but I also like my sleep. Yeah. So I have a little bit of balance in my life, but with a, being a midwife, you don't have that. And I think you you have to be the right person to do that. Yeah, well said. They're pretty amazing people. These yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Bless, bless yeah. them for being there. But yeah. I, I, re- I really like their job. But I think for me as a person, I think it's a step too far. Yeah. So I'm lucky to do the job I'm doing. And um, I get a little, like, you know, I get a little bit of both worlds. Did you connect with this episode? Then head over to our website, circleofbirth.com. There you'll find show notes, pictures, resources, and potentially connect with today's storyteller. Don't forget to sign up to be updated with new empowering episodes and content. Help the show grow by contributing a tip in the jar to make sure we can continue to better the podcast and connect more and more to the wisdom and birth and each other. Hey, and don't forget the iTunes rating. This has been another episode of the Birth Share Project. We breathe, we birth, we empower. We empower.